Classic hip hop shit. Doctor D R E, Rose and Jay. Let's get 'em. We started out mopping floors, and now we front row with the awards. Number one for the last 20 years. If you real, motherfucker, scream cheers. Motherfucker, scream cheers. And it is what it is. Welcome back to another episode of the Three Kings Podcast. It's your unfriendly neighborhood podcast, providing news, politics, and opinions with a uh, hip-hop flair to it. I'm your gracious host, T-Serve. So, welcome back, everybody. Um, I want to introduce you guys to, to uh, my two very distinguished uh, co-hosts to start it off. Uh, let's start off with uh, White Moderate Rob, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you, studio audience. You're far too kind. What's going on, my Rob? Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I've been working all weekend, so <sighs> one of those rare weekends where we have a, a go live, as we call it, in the business. <laughs> in the business. <laughs> and uh, Insider talk. Yeah, you know, some IT shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you have one of those, sometimes you have to be forced to work um, off hours okay. or after hours, so yeah. Okay. All Sucks, right. but you got to do it. Okay, all right. Well, you got to keep this podcast going. So, yeah, you definitely got to do it. You know? So, all right. So, I also want to introduce you guys to uh, my second very distinguished co-host. He is your favorite mass host, T. Black, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, good people? What's going on, T. Black? Chilling, chilling, chill. No so, complaints. So, how was you guys' uh, Halloween? What did you guys do? Uh, <laughs> I guess I party last week. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, a week in advance. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yo, I had a crazy, crazy. I had an epic night that Saturday. I do tell. <laughs> <laughs> I went out uh, with Demetrius and my cousins. Uh, his friend, his wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> came along. Okay. Yo, we, we went to A Street. Uh, you know that bar slash club called Rocks something. Rock yeah. Bar? yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock, mm-hmm. rock something. Yeah, I'm not sure. Red Rocks. Red Rocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's next to a. Um, School for the Deaf, like a university for the deaf people. Really? Okay. Okay. And it was their homecoming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we walk up in there, man. He looks normal. Like, uh-huh. Nothing out of They're playing music. <laughs> people are, you know, chatting it up, drinking. And we just see people just throwing up signs. They're like, what the fuck is... What is going on? <laughs> like, are they bang? <laughs> Gang signs? <laughs> We're like, it was some white girls doing this. We're like, confused. And oh, shit. Okay. We get it now. So then uh, the bartender told us what was going on. It was just weird. Like, <laughs> it was like 95% deaf people. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Damn. I had never seen anything like that before. That's kind of wow. crazy. Okay. That is crazy. And the that music is, is loud. Crazy. I'm like, okay, they pay for a DJ? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh, oh wait a minute. Um, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Maybe they feel the music through the vibes, I guess. I don't know. But, yo, the, the chicks are hot, though, man. <laughs> Wait a minute. So did, was it? You know what? I'm not even gonna ask any questions. Uh, right, that's what, so you had a good time. I'm, I'm not sure if time. I want to. I had a good say, time. Yeah, I'm not sure if I want to say something the or chicks, just like, ignore the, it. The chicks right. were fine. Like I didn't right. expect it, and I was like, "Whoa!" You get whoa. you get any numbers? Or, or, no, man. I was totally like, <laughs> it was loud. Or or maybe emails probably uh, better. better maybe, right maybe I didn't know how to do signs, so. I don't know. I didn't know how to, you know, strike up a conversation. Also, I, I, I did almost get into a, um, a little scuffle with a deaf guy. 
So I was backing out the bar, and I hit this girl, right? Uh-huh. kind of knocked With a deaf her. girl? Yeah, and <laughs> I knocked her a drink. Uh-huh. And I was trying uh-huh. to apologize. Uh-huh. And some dude, I guess it's a dude, tall, white guy, mm-hmm. just yeah. looked at me like, <laughs> and then they started throwing up something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and laughing at me. <laughs> ADA, we have nothing to do with discussion. And I mind you, I mind you, the whole time. He was, he was like, what, what, set you, what set you from? And right before that, my cousin's friend had just gave me some magical gummy bears. Okay. Uh, okay. So they were like kicking in at that point. Okay. All I right. was like, we were like, man, let's just get out of here. <laughs> yo, yo, that was an epic night. It sounds like an epic night. That was just the start of it. Then was a lot of departure happened. But yeah, that, that, I thought that was very interesting. I had never seen anything like it. That's, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> that, that's, that's funny as shit, honestly. That's really funny. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. The way homeboy looked at me like, look at this dummy. <laughs> they started laughing at me with the throwing up signs. I was like, damn. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So you're the odd one out. That's I was crazy. the odd one out, man. <laughs> you're the one missing out. Oh, okay. I said, let me walk, let me walk my able ass <laughs> out of here. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm staying out of this one officially now. Okay, all right. Did you did you guys see any uh, any good or uh, any offensive uh, uh, Halloween costumes? No, not really. No, 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 this, no, no blackface. Not this time. Nah, <laughs> nah, not at all. Have you have you guys ever seen like somebody wearing a blackface costume? Yes. Like, yes. Live? I remember. I think I was with you. Oh really? We were okay. walking out of my building. It mm-hmm. was the same building. We walked by, and there was a guy who went on a Deion Sanders. Jersey. Uh-huh. His face like painted jet black. <laughs> really? You don't remember that? No, I don't. Really? <laughs> you remember because we it was both... This, it was this building? Yeah, it was a long time ago. We were going out. It was Halloween. Mm-hmm. This was like years ago. Mm-hmm. And we both went like, what the fuck? <laughs> really? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I remember like a few years I saw this guy. Like I was... Uh, it was Halloween night and I was, like, I was going to CVS to get something. And uh, as I'm, I'm going in, this guy, he's, like, leaving, and he's wearing, like, um, like a red polo, like Tiger Woods. He's in tri- Tiger Woods, uh, Tiger Woods, a costume, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he, was, he, had, he had black face paint on, on him. Mm-hmm. Like, real black. Yeah, like, like, like jet black. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Like that's, what that black. Guy, that's what that guy had yeah. with Deion Sanders jersey. Exactly, exactly. So that was, mm-hmm. was kind of crazy. I mean, that, that's the only time I ever, I, ever, I ever seen it. I don't remember the one that, the one that you're talking about, but, but yeah, that was, that was, that was kind of weird, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> But, wow. Yeah. Hmm. So, so that was uh, that was our Halloween. So, um, which is odd, man. Let me just talk about. It. <laughs> I know it's not even on the list of topics, but like for years we've been going to Superman, Spider Man. You know, all these white superheroes. Mm-hmm. I've never felt the need to say I'm going to paint my face white. Me neither. So I don't get it. Like, yeah, it's so they, know, they know what they're doing. I think they know what they're doing. They they want to they want to get the attention, and they know it could be you know controversial or you know borderline offen- or offensive. But in their minds, they're like, oh, you know, I'm being controversial, or in their minds, borderline offensive. But it really is fully offensive, and they know what they're doing. So that's but the problem. But you know, I'm not the problem. Well, I can't say the problem. The problem is nobody ever checks them, right? Nobody yeah. just cold yeah. cocked and, you know, knocked them the fuck out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm telling you, you know, if they get knocked the fuck out a few times, oh, they'll stop doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, hopefully <laughs> Megan McCallum 
Megan Kelly was uh, <laughs> taught them a lesson. Yeah, because it does make sense. We we've been dressing like super, uh, white superheroes yeah. and white characters forever. Exactly. exactly. We never once thought. I've never once seen a black guy put on a white face. No, I never as a character, as a yeah. white character. Yeah, I never. I've never seen that either. I never seen that like live. Yeah. You know, other than like you know Dave Chappelle, or, yeah. like Eddie Murphy and shit like that. Exactly. Like <laughs> you know entertainment I mean? like, purposes. Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's really weird, but yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if uh, you know people keep keep. Uh, I mean, people will keep fucking around. There's, I mean, people act like they don't know, but exactly. they really know. Yeah. They really know. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> so you uh, you guys ready to get these mathematics? Yeah. Yep. Let's do. It's mathematics. Mighty most depth. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I revolve around science. What are we talking about here? Mighty most depth. That's right, it's Super Mathematics, where we talk about the uh, news and events going around the country and around the world. So, um, first off, let's start off with the, uh, the big news this week. Uh, the midterm elections are on Tuesday. So, uh, the, start off with the, uh, the House race. So, uh, currently, uh, Democrats need uh, 25 seats in order to uh, gain control of the House. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's still, there's some optimism, uh, as far as whether or not they, they can, uh, they can get, uh, these seats required in order to take control of the house. Uh, so what do you guys think about, uh, what's going to happen like, uh, on Tuesday concerning the, uh, the house and the Democrats chances? Um, listeners, whatever we say. Make sure you go and vote. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just some jackasses on with a podcast. So <laughs> any of our, take any of our predictions with a, with a grain of salt and just go vote. All right. Um, but um, yeah, I think like there's a very good chance, great chance actually, that the Democrats will take over the House. Like it's the perfect storm. Because um, every year, I mean, every midterm, the president's party loses a lot of seats, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to like 2000, the only reason it didn't happen to George Bush's first midterm is because of, the, because of 9-11 yeah. and the Iraq war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But after that, his second term, he lost a bunch of seats. Yeah, that was because of Katrina. Yeah, mm-hmm. primarily. Yeah. 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 And people were just tired of the war. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he lost, and then Obama, you know, he lost like sixty six mm-hmm. in twenty ten. Yep. Um, so that that's always flip flopped around um, during the president's uh, midterm, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about that some more. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is that there, you know, four hundred thirty five seats, but um, let's say like forty five of them are. Uh, um, top, not toss ups, but they are uh, competitive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they only need twenty four, right? Twenty five, twenty five, yeah. But twenty four of those seats that are out of the forty five competitive ones are in uh, districts that uh, Hillary Clinton won. Mm-hmm. So that's another plus, yeah. Right, and then um, the fact that Republicans can't even sell. They can't even talk about shit that they did, mm-hmm. right? Like their biggest mm-hmm. achievement was a tax cut, but they've yeah. run away from it. They're not even talking about no, it. No, it's like it didn't happen, right? There's nothing because mm-hmm. they know it's a bunch of bullshit, right? And so they know they can't stand on that one, and so they're just like, you know what? <laughs> Let's just try to find some other fuck shit we can use. And so we'll pump fear. That's what we're selling. Oh, and they, start, fear. they started embracing Obama's dreaded uh, 
uh, Obamacare, right? Talking about <laughs> we're the ones who are going to protect you. From- <laughs> yeah, we're going to protect you from uh, you know the uh, the pre-existing conditions and and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. These fucking guys, the nerve. man. Yeah. So I think that's the, I think that's the reasons why I think like uh, they have a great chance of winning the house. Yeah, um, and this, the seats like in uh, California and New, and New Jersey are particularly vulnerable because there are a lot of like Republican seats uh, that uh, are up, up for play that are usually traditionally Republican, but because of the tax tax plan uh, tax cut plan that that passed, um, a lot of people they they got fucked over because of the mm-hmm. uh, because of the the cap on uh, for uh, the the ink the um, the, uh, the state tax, the state tax, and the uh, the uh, the housing, the the, yeah, the, the, taxes, the, mor- yeah. the mortgage interest. Mm-hmm. So like there are a lot of expensive homes in California, New Jersey, and people got got really fucked in that yep. in, in those those areas. So those those places are very 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 vulnerable. So I think that um, for me, um, I think that is definite that the uh, the Democrats retain the House. I think they probably get maybe like thirty something, maybe thirty five seats or so. I think is a is a fairly fairly reasonable number. I think, but it could go even up to like fifty, depending on the enthusiasm that uh, that's going on. And there's a lot of enthusiasm that's going on right now with early voting. Yeah. Um, there's like right. especially in like places like Georgia, Florida, um, they, they, where the, uh, early vote out early voting is like significantly significantly higher than like any midterm they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I just saw yeah. those numbers. Those numbers are crazy. Yeah. From like 2014 yeah, to 2018, you're seeing like yeah. plus 200 percent, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. 200 percent. Yeah. Just like man, and you know what? The, the Republicans never do well when a lot of people vote. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Their policies are unpopular. That's why they try to keep people from voting, uh, because you know they've only won two presidential elections by the popular vote. Mm-hmm. Since like nineteen ninety, since like nineteen eighty eight, mm-hmm. two only two. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, to 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 uh, give a little more clarification on the early voting. So the turnout among eighteen twenty nine year olds uh, compared to twenty fourteen early voting, uh, Georgia is up by four hundred fifteen percent. Tennessee is up by seven hundred sixty seven percent. Texas is up by four hundred forty eight percent. Nevada is up by three hundred sixty four percent. Uh, Arizona is up by 217%. Florida is up by 131%. Uh, and Michigan's up by 128%. So yeah. that's a lot. Especially for like, you're talking about young voters. That's, yeah. that's a lot. Was that a mm-hmm. TI uh, IG? Uh, Sean King. But, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, TI shared it with us. That's, that's where I got the, the percentages mm-hmm. from. But yeah, that's, that's amazing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's awesome. So definitely, um, you know, people just continue the momentum. I hope to see that, you know, the momentum of the blue wave takes over on Tuesday. You know, I hope we're not all, you know, blindsided like we were in 2016. But, you know, we, I, I definitely can see the blue wave momentum continuing. So, yeah, man, that, it looks good. It looks really good. Yeah. So um, uh, now moving on to the Senate. Uh, currently, the Republicans, uh, they hold a, uh, 51 to 49 a seat advantage, um, and uh, there are a lot of uh, Democrats that are that are um, up for re-election in the Senate. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot more than than Republicans. So mm-hmm. um, as far as like uh, Democrats uh, taking control of the Senate, it's going to be a lot more dicey. There are a lot of uh, toss-up races that Democrats control. But the good thing, the good news is that you had several high-profile uh, Republicans 
who just who just retired. Uh, you have uh, the the senator from uh, from Tennessee um, and uh, um, and uh, uh, Hester is it Hester? no not Hester Flake. Flake Jeff Flake yeah Jeff Flake from Arizona. Uh, but uh, some of the most competitive races are Arizona, which is open. Uh, Florida with Bill Nelson. Uh, Indiana with Joe Donnelly, uh, Missouri with Claire McCaskill, uh, Montana with Tester, and Nevada with uh, Dean Heller. So, uh, what do you guys think is going to happen with the uh, in as far as the Senate races? Um, and do you think the Democrats will uh, gain control of the Senate after Tuesday? Um, this one, I don't know. Well, this one it looks like likely Republicans will hold um, <clears throat> control. Even though the Democrats need three seats, that was just too many seats that they had to defend. Yeah, that they have, mm-hmm. a, they make, they might lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot, like five of them were in red states. So mm-hmm. those incumbents, you know, they have an uphill fight being in a red state. Um, but hopefully they'll pull that off. At the worst, if they remains how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also Ted Cruz against Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, also. so, so the, yeah. the Texas, uh, Arizona, maybe Nevada, mm-hmm. maybe Nevada. But if we have a large enough turnout, man, you know, maybe maybe it gets I guess it's across the fifty uh, threshold. But I think that's asking a lot. I don't lot. know how likely that is. I mean, I, I think everything would have to would have to break the Democrats' Perfect. way as far as like all the toss ups, and they would have to get either Tennessee and Texas, yeah, or Texas. Mm-hmm. So that I think that's that's asking for a lot. I think it's possible that um, that Beto O'Rourke could beat Ted Cruz. I think it's it's possible, not likely, but it's possible. But I think it's highly unlikely that Beto O'Rourke beats Ted Cruz, and they and they hold on to a Nevada and Montana and Missouri, especially mm-hmm. and Indiana. Um, I think uh, probably Florida and Arizona are probably going to go Democratic, but um, Indiana uh, that that's 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 a toss up. Uh, Missouri's definitely a toss-up. Who knows how that how that's going to go? I, th- yeah. I think Montana and and Montana probably will go Democratic, and Nevada is, is kind of a toss-up. I don't people don't really seem too enthused about um, about uh, uh, Democrats' chances in, in Nevada. So um, mm-hmm. so we'll see. But uh, yeah, it would be yeah. nice to have both chambers, but we we just we need one definitely. Right. Um, <laughs> Oh shit! We don't see get it, boy, boy, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, right. oh. Those indictments better stuff. Well, not indictments, but those uh, <laughs> uh, committee committee. Uh, mm-hmm. What do they call hearings? Get those tax returns. Oh my goodness, <laughs> man! We want we need to see everything. Mm-hmm. And right? Yeah, you know. And, and as you mentioned, like the, the, the couple, <laughs> compelling races, like for me that I've been watching too, is like Montana's interesting to me. And Arizona as well, as you mentioned, sir, with, um, you know, it may go Democrat. I mean, but really Democratic. But at the end of the day, man, you really it's really, the, you know, when they say pick your poison, mm-hmm. because the chick who's the Democrat, she basically votes with Trump 60 percent of the time. So it's almost like he's going to get an ally one way or the other. So whether it goes blue or red, I mean, it's a toss up. But Montana's interesting. And the only reason why that one's, you know, a lot more compelling to me, and which is like nothing else compelling in Montana, but <laughs> because Trump, you know, the way he's trying to, he, he's gone out there four times in the last three months. Four times. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's more than any president. They said since Harry Truman did it back in the 50s, and he went three times during his, what was he president? For? Two terms, I believe. Yeah. So, it's almost like what like you he's, he's on a personal vendetta. 
He's definitely Paddington. He's definitely Paddington. And, you know, to me, it's like, you know, real petty. It's a petty move by, you know, the leader of the free world to be, to be getting his hands into, a, you know, a Senate race like this. And I know definitely he's fighting for his life because he does understand if he has to deal with a majority Democrat um, Senate and as well as a House or one or the other, he's going, you know, his ass is grass, essentially. But I'm just like, man, you and you're going after this cat because he basically made a prudent and professional decision that, no, your doctor can't be the head of the VA, your personal doctor, because you like him, right? <laughs> but, you, you, you know, a personal vendetta against this candidate, against a Democrat candidate, man, I'm just like, man, how low can you go, homie? Like, yeah. Trump's just a fucking despicable bastard, man. <laughs> hey, if you were, if you had a chance of getting uh, indicted, you'd do anything you can <laughs> to ensure it doesn't happen. So, no, but, but again, he, he claims he did nothing wrong, right? That's my, I did nothing wrong, right? Oh, he knows, was, he knows what he did. did. <laughs> right, exactly, right? But that's to tell you, but it's so crazy his base can't see that. That's the reason why, I mean, four times, who, have y'all been to Montana, any one of y'all? Nope. I've never been to Montana. I have no fucking plans. Never been, never will. I have no reason to go there. I don't even know. Did, did Obama go? Like, How many presidents actually go to Montana? I mean, there's only 500,000 people there, so. Yeah, but it's you feel a, me? But it's a, it's a, I think with, with the thing about Montana is it's a red state and the fact that um, they think that they, they can flip it because, uh, I mean, he's a Democrat in there right now. Um, but it looks like he's he's likely going to keep his seat, but who knows? He's trying, I guess, it's probably um, that and... Uh, Indiana and, and Arizona are the like three red states that are that are toss ups. Mm-hmm. Um, well, traditionally red states that are, that are toss ups. So I mean, they probably want to focus their attention on that. I think Trump Trump won Montana by by pretty hefty hefty margin. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think they, they they see that as a as a prime opportunity there. Yeah, but what I mean what he doesn't understand people usually like their their uh, their senators. Yeah, and they, especially senators, you know. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's and, definitely interesting. And and as far as the the importance of uh of uh like even, uh, God knows how much I hate these fucking centrist Democrats like Claire McCaskill and 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 Joe Manchin and and people like that. But um, I think the fact that the these guys are centrists, um, I think is mitigated a little bit because if uh, if the uh, Democrats they regain that they regain the Senate, then it then it doesn't really it doesn't really matter as much if they're centrist because. Democrats will be able to to um, put forth whatever whatever um, whatever legislation that they want. So if they don't want like a legislation to, to pass, they just want they don't have to vote on it. Period. So they don't mm-hmm. they, they won't have to like he, they won't have to like uh, go vote on uh, Trump favorable uh, legislation or anything like that. So it's more of a way to like you know get the legislation up uh, for a vote that you that you want, not necessarily you know having to vote for. Uh, stuff that Democrats uh, in general might not want, but like a couple of centrists, they they would like flip and, and vote for. So, right. so I think that's that's important also. Um, as far as uh, the uh, gubernatorial races, there are several um, several uh, very uh, high profile uh, gubernatorial races uh, going on. Also, uh, there's Florida, uh, Andrew Gillum uh, versus uh, DeSantis. Uh, Georgia, uh, Stacey Abrams against Kemp. You have Wisconsin. Scott Walker is going up against Evers. Uh, those are the uh, probably the, uh, the three biggest high high profile, uh, most uh, talked about toss up races uh, going on uh, for this year. So, um, as far as you guys, um, what do you guys think about uh, these races? Um, give me the gubernatorial candidate uh, that you're most excited about, and tell me why. 
Um, I like uh, I like Andrew Gillum. Gillum. <laughs> Gillum. Gillum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I mean, you know, he's he's pretty much a standard uh, Democrat. Um, except he was um, at one point uh, pushing for universal health care. Um, now it's kind of moderated in the um, after the primaries to more of a, a expanding the ACA. Kind of moderated. Um, <laughs> and the medi- uh, trying to expand Medicaid. Um, <clears throat> you know, and he has some good, you know, um, criminal justice reform. Um, he wants to do away with cash bails. Um, he wants to address the inequalities or the, or the harshness of the, uh, the sentencing guidelines in Florida, which has one of the most harshest, uh, you know, sentencing gu- guidelines in the country. Um, but w- what I do like about this guy, man, I just, um, he's a very likable guy. I think he has an, the intangible star quality, Right that I think the Democrats needed somebody to have for the future. You know, uh, maybe not 2020, but definitely maybe 2024, uh, 2028. He just has it. You know, whatever Obama had, whatever Bill Clinton had, that just made people, you know, just like them. I don't know if it's the charisma or the star power, Mm -hmm. but we definitely needed something like that because after Obama, I was looking at the field and I'm like, Damn, the only person that we got is Bernie. He's eighty years old. <laughs> He's an eighty year old man. Who, who did? They, who was it? Tim Kaine? Was he? Was he the one who ran? Who was uh, the in the primaries? The VP? Uh, no, it wasn't Tim. He was uh, the guy from um, Maryland, right? Oh, you mean who ran for president? For vice president with uh, Hillary. Oh, with Hillary? Yeah, that's Tim, Tim Kaine. That was Tim Kaine. Yeah. Uh, it was a guy from Maryland who, I guess he was in the, um, yeah. the primary race. Yeah, I forgot. And all those guys were just so lightweight. I was like, man, unfortunately, we live in a country that, you know, our election process is done through the television. So you need somebody mm-hmm. with some star power. That's what I like most about the, um, most about Gillum, man. And his performance, <laughs> I don't know if you guys watch, guys watch the debates or clips of the debates. I watched clips, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I oh, clips. man, he wiped the floor with DeSantis, man. I know. And he, he, did. In, he did it in such a cool, calm, collected manner, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that's I'm excited about that guy, man. That boy man. got a future. <laughs> <laughs> that boy yeah. good. That boy good. That boy good. Yeah, no doubt, man. So I'm going I'm to definitely um, – Talk about your home state, Rob. <laughs> and I'm going to say that I'm excited for Stacey um, Abrams. Uh, I really like her. I think, you know, she has, you know, definitely a historical component that she's going up against in her election race. And um, what I love about it is that she's just she's graceful. But most, more importantly, she's definitely qualified for the job. I mean, she served, you know, in the um, Georgia um, legislature she, you know, as the minority leader of the Democrats in that in that state. And she's been doing it since 2011. And she's done a great job. You know, her, her voting record, you know, has been definitely um, phenomenal, phenom- phenomenal, phenomenal woman. Um, and, you know, the four things I think that stood out, I mean, you could definitely check out her platforms and her or, um, what she stands for at StaceyAbrams.com if you want to get more information. But the four things I love, you know, for her is like when she talks about voting, education, jobs and, you know, military bases, you know. And one of the things that was, you know, compelling and stood out to me about her, you know, wanting to stand up for veterans and the military in her state. I mean, Georgia, for instance, has 13, you know, military bases. And unfortunately, in this country, we know the veterans don't get enough, you know, um, support from the government. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, for her to be able to just stand up and make that part of her agenda, you know, I definitely, you know, you can appreciate that. And with Fort Banning being the fifth largest base in the U.S., in the state of Georgia, you know, that's something, you know, where she's really fighting for their rights and making sure that they get what they need. Um, education is a big deal to her because, you know, unfortunately, you know, of course, with every politician, it's a little bit of dirt. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things that Brian Kemp wanted to attack her on was the fact that she has, you know, 200000 of personal debt. But most of that debt is due to, unfortunately, student loans, which is mm-hmm. a huge issue in this country. And, you know, and, you know, being a Bernie head yourself, Rob, you know how that go. Like, he was always fighting for, you know. Oh, yeah. That's, that's definitely sure a big problem in this country. Big country, right? The, the student loan bubble, right? That's, you know, more than likely the next um, crash we're going to see. But she fights, you know, she's fighting hard for that because of her personal um, battles with um, student debt and different, you know, personal debt that she's um, fighting with. But the cool thing is she's not trying to run from it like some people we know who are in Washington who don't want to show their tax returns. She's, stepping, she's you know, talking about it, admitting it, and wanting to stand up for it and fight for it too and then of course you know jobs and things of that nature the one thing that you know serve you'll appreciate this um her her platform on equality rights she doesn't really stand up and just say hey black people and speaking from the black experience she's more kumbaya centrist and talking for equality for all you know, and really stomp, stumping hard for L, the LGBTQ community, but and that's explicitly you know talked about, but yet not saying, from, especially being in Georgia and being from Georgia and the, the historical significance of her running to become the first African American female governor in this country to talk up to really make that experience you know felt and to really run on that platform and not being afraid of it. Um, that's something that kind of made me go, come on, sis. I mean, you don't even look like the prototype governor. I mean, you got braids, you got a sister. You know, you you represent black, black mm-hmm. woman, black experience. Don't be afraid. Be unapologetically black in this race. It's okay. So that was the only thing that made me go, okay, Not in sis. Georgia. <laughs> but, but I'm, you, but mean, even, you mean not anywhere. Not, you know? Not but, anywhere. but I... But again, but but even just looking at it, you just said it. Television wins elections, but look at the momentum she's get, you know um, getting with you know of course the star power you talked about. She has you know um, Barack Obama running for her, Oprah. I mean, she had Oprah knocking on doors for her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my thing is, there's no point in just you know running just with the whole centrist dem- the centrist Democrat perspective of kumbaya, everybody's included type of approach. But just be unapologetically black because even though I know you know definitely for both races. It's huge. It's a huge historical significance because if these two, you know, candidates win between um, Gilly Gill and <laughs> Gilly, nah, Gill and um, Stacey Abrams, if they win, man, I mean, I must say, I mean, call me the idealist, I guess. I'll be like, America to me. <laughs> you know, you start to have a smile on your face because who would have ever dreamt, whether it's our ancestors or even those who died for the right for us to vote and to even have the rights we have today. Who would have ever thunk it that the South would be, you know, Democrat, you know, have two Democrat governments and are black. So, man. Well, it makes perfect sense when you think about it. Most black people reside in the South. Mm -hmm. I mean, the numbers like especially like the the old uh, Confederate uh, is at least 25 percent in all those states is black people are black people. So Mm -hmm. black people really should have been on the forefront of the Democratic uh, uh, candidates. So I'm glad to see that that's happening. Um, yeah. yeah, so as far as me, I'm not, I'm not um, excited about anybody, um, governor-wise. Resident pessimist. Resident pessimist. Or resident realist, but okay, I'll take pessimist. it. Pessimist. Uh, I mean, the, the, one, the one that I find 
very interesting is uh, is Wisconsin. Uh, Scott Walker against uh, Evers. Um, Scott Walker is still um, he's very much hated by the uh, the left because uh, several years ago he uh, he he got. Um, uh, unions, uh, uh, federal. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, he got uh, unions, uh, public unions. Uh, the, he got the, rid of the uh, the collective bargaining for the for mm -hmm. the for the for the uh, public unions, mm -hmm. and uh, he got a lot of heat 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 about that. He got a lot of flack about it, and he even survived. He survived a recall for that, but um, he's still very much in. Um, he's he's got problems uh, as far as like trying to get trying to get reelected because people remember that. And mm -hmm. uh, I think people people are trying to um, trying to get him out so that they can get their their union rights uh, restored. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's he's um, he's done he's done a lot of like, tax cuts uh, to, help, to help the wealthy. And uh, he's he's somebody who's I think um, uh, they that people want him out so that because uh, Wisconsin is a is a traditionally a democratic state and uh, they want uh, more of a Democrat in there. To um, uh, to uh, be more pro union and uh, be more pro education, uh, which uh, Evers is. He's a, he was a, a superintendent, and uh, he's uh, running on a very pro education platform. So I think that's that's another uh, key gubernatorial race to race to watch. But um, as far as um, Gillum and well, Stacey Abrams, especially Gillum, all I see is uh, fucking centrist Democrats. I mean, I think honestly, I think. Gillum is is just another another just empty suit. I mean, he he just went he in the in the in the um, in the in the primaries he ran on a, on a um, universal universal health care, um, and as soon as like uh, as soon as he wins a primary, now he's oh he he completely backtracks off of it, and the fact that people aren't giving him shit about it. I mean, he now he's going and like he's uh, doing uh, ads with like a Cory Booker, and he's having Hillary Clinton like uh, like uh, go campaigning for him, and all kind of stuff. He he's an empty suit, and plus, I mean, he he endorsed Hillary during the during 2016. Um, I mean, wh why should I even why should I even care about Andrew Gillum? I mean, he's just another centrist Democrat who 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 hasn't who hasn't said it, who hasn't said any pro and he won't do anything uh, other than uh, anything to uh, advance his career. I mean, I, I hear a lot a lot about you know star power and all this stuff when it comes to these, these, two, these two candidates. But I mean, when it comes down to it, it's not about quote unquote star power. It's not about charisma. I mean, who, who would have said that fucking before prior 2016 that Bernie Sanders had star power, had charisma? Bernie Sanders is, is, isn't the, the most charismatic person, but people, people like Bernie Sanders because of his, because of his, is, his issues, his stance on issues, not because, you know, he can get Oprah to fucking, uh, you know, stump with him or Obama come, to come out and, uh, and stump with him or, or whoever. And, and, and the fact that I think people are glossing over these, uh, these, very, these issues that people, see, people um, pretend to care about, but then as soon as it's time to like actually go and get in the voting booth, then it, it doesn't matter. It, 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 I think it's, it's ridiculous to me. So I can't. I'm, I'm not I'm not excited about either one of them. Mm. Well, um, well, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say is, you know, you can only hope that, you know, they we can say they've learned from their mistakes. And what I mean by mistakes in 2016, that when you get the opportunity to have power, see power, then, you know, definitely. Um, getting there and make a change and make a, you know make a difference. I mean, they both are running on you know great you know promises that they hope to achieve. But you know, to your point, you just hope that they don't get in there and then once they get into you know the governor's seat that they just turn completely to centrist Democrats and don't really do anything for the people. But they've I mean, already done that. They've they've 
they've already turned. They've already moved to the center. Well, I mean, <clears throat> moving to the center, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Well, yeah, because really, depending, really? yeah, depending, depending on the, the 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 state of the race, right? Like, if you're in Florida, you're not going to win as uh, a liberal. Like Bernie Sanders could not win Florida. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you have to move to the middle. So I rather take half. Uh, I rather take half of something than nothing. You know. So, no. for example, like both Gillum and Stacey Abrams are going to expand Medicaid. That's going to give healthcare access to at least a million people, 500,000 in each state, right? Those 500,000 people don't care if they're centrist, right? Um, being more, um, more of an environmental governor um, and taking care of that algae problem that they're having and also starting the green... Um, you know, power movement in Florida to, you know, match what they're doing in California as far as, like, solar power, that's also big, right? Um, addressing some of the inequalities in the criminal justice system. So, I mean, you have to, you have to know which state you're in. Like, you, you, there's no way they're going to vote for a straight liberal in Florida or Georgia. Then why, then why do you Trust even, me, then, why would you, then why would you even, like, support Bernie Sanders then? Why, then why not? Why not support Hillary? I mean, if, if you think that no, 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 no liberal is going to win Florida or or some of these states, then I mean, when it comes to when it comes to Bernie Sanders, you're you're and uh, and these and these uh, these um, these Clinton acolytes, they, they tell you, oh, be a realistic or whatever. You push back, but people tell people tell you, but you but you're more than one tell people other people be be realistic. No, so, to me, the fight is in the primaries, right? I'm a leftist. I'm like a Bernie Sanders leftist. It, it does, it but I will really fight. Like I fight hard at the primary level. But once the primary wraps up, then I have to support the, the Democratic candidate, and especially in a state like Florida and Georgia. I know these states. This is the former Confederacy, man. <laughs> these guys are not going to elect, huh? <laughs> is that former? <laughs> <laughs> these guys are not going to elect anybody that's uh, that's too progressive. So you know, I rather take something that uh, you know. I'd rather take a centrist liberal, I mean, a centrist Democrat than a conservative Republican, you know, because I know there's going to be real differences in some of the policies and, and, and the outcomes for the people of that state. That's all I'm saying. Play to win, and, you know, it's like Hermed would have said, right? Play to win the game. You play to win, and then from there, you just hope that they get in there and that, you know, the policies that they want to implement from a leftist perspective, you know, gets done. But until then, you play to win the game. So, um, uh, so still, why? So then, why would you? Then why would you like not just endorse a, a centrist? Then when it comes to president, I don't understand that. I don't. I don't understand how, how those. I voted how those for th- Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I voted for Hillary. No, I'm talking about in the primaries. Because I mean, if, you, if you think that if you think that Georgia, Georgia and Florida aren't, aren't, aren't nobody's going to nobody's going to vote for for a leftist if Bernie Sanders wins, that you're, you're saying that that nobody's going to vote for, for Bernie Sanders in, in Georgia and Florida. So I mean, why would you why would you want him to win the nomination? I'm not mad that he moderated his uh, his his uh, some of his dances. That's all I'm saying. Um, I mean, I mean, I guess that's a good question. I mean, it sounds it sounds it sounds to me like if you're if you're if you're saying you're you're playing you're playing the game to win the you're playing to win the game. Then mm-hmm. I mean, you think a centrist is more likely to win the game? So, yeah, so but why I, would, so why wouldn't you go for a centrist I, anyway? But if I support the left, the the person on the left, they're gonna pull the the, the, the centrist to the left. 
to at least adopt some of those um, some of those policies until they win the nomination, then they go right move right back to the center and they start start going for going after Republican votes, which but, is what Hillary did. Hey, I t- at least I took my shot during the uh, primaries, right? We don't. Know That's all I him. can do. All I can do is vote in the primaries and support support the leftist candidate. If they don't win, then I have to support the, the guy on the center, and which is better than the guy on the right. Okay, I'm, I'm still seeing I'm still seeing a big contradiction. If you're saying you're playing to win the game and you think you don't think the the the, uh, the liberal is gonna is gonna win, then your vote your vote for Bernie Sanders is 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 counterproductive because you don't think he's gonna win Florida, you don't think he's no, gonna he's win still, Georgia, no, you don't he, think he's gonna win these these states. No, I think you vote for who you like. You know, I, I, I see what Rob is saying. You vote for who in the primary, especially when it's the Democrat primary. You vote for the candidate. If you feel like Bernie's going to be the one, you know, that's going to represent your values, you go with that. If you feel like Hillary's representing your values, you go with that. But once the, whoever gets the nomination, I, I, I can tell you this. I voted for Hillary all the way through. But if Bernie had won, I was rocking with Bernie. I mean, his ideas weren't just so, you know, out of this world, just so, you know, left that I was like, oh, my God. You know, I had questions, of course, in terms of like, you know, with the, you know, universal health care and and free education for all. I had questions on, okay, sounds great, but how are we going to pay for that? If there's a, a, you know, realistic and viable plan, I'm rocking with him. I'm definitely like that. But I'm not going to sit here and say it's counterproductive. You're rocking with who's going to get the job done. And as Rob said, I'm not going to vote. I would rather vote for a centrist Democrat than a right, than a right-wing conservative fuck-face Republican and who's totally just unqualified, don't know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, I'm playing to win the game, and, that's what, and I stand by that. Okay. I, I don't really think that you're, that you're, you're really answering my question. I mean, my, my question is that, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about playing to win the game and you think that, uh, you think that um, a leftist won't win, can't possibly win Florida, can't possibly win Georgia— then and you're and, and, you're, and, you're, talk- and you're going you're, you're voting for the leftist in in the primary. Then how how are you not shooting yourself in the foot? If you well, if if the guy that you wanted to win that you wanted to win in on the left in the primary wins, then you're saying that he's they're not going to win the general. So how how's that? How's that help you? Because you still uh-huh. have to vote for your guy. Is that right? Yeah, still, in the primaries, you still have to vote for your, you still have to vote for your guy. You know, and hope he wins. Right, and let's see how he does in the in the in the in the, um, in the general election. I mean, in the um, real in the general election. Okay. But if he doesn't, you go with this with a guy who's centrist, who okay. has yep. a better chance of winning. So you're not really playing to win the game. Okay. All right. <laughs> I get that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, maybe there's a disconnect here somewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. It, it just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. It, do, it doesn't make sense because. But Johnson, you don't make sense. To, I'll keep you a buck. You're not making sense because it's almost like you're saying you have to. It's it's mutually exclusive. You're leftist. Rock with the leftist regardless. You don't. And if you're, you know, if the leftist doesn't win the primary, you don't like. Don't vote at all. Don't vote for the centrist. I don't get that. Like you vote if you're a Democrat. To me, if you believe in the Democrat values, whether you're extreme left or centrist left, you're kind of like, well, you know, they have bet the best of both worlds. They have good qualities. I'm not going to say, oh, the leftist didn't win, and I'm a leftist. Screw it. I'm not voting at all. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not rocking like that. No, what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is that if you think that the centrist is the only one who can win and the leftist can't win, then why are you voting for the leftist? That's mm-hmm. my that's my question. Man, like I said, I, I don't understand the question, Senator. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. all right. You're, 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 you're the, I mean, you're the one who said who said that you know Georgia, Florida, they would never vote for a leftist. So I don't, so I don't understand what's 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 what this disconnect is. Well, maybe you that, that maybe the centrist starts adopting some of the, your leftist uh, views, not all of them, but some of them. That's well, something you can hope for. 
Yeah, that's what Cuomo did in New York, right? Cynthia Nixon kind of pushed them. And then all of a sudden, remember, Cuomo wasn't even trying to hear anything about marijuana legalization. The minute Cynthia Nixon gained some um, you know, momentum on the grassroots level and then that became you know, an agenda, a topic, all of a sudden now Cuomo's like, hmm, before? Nah, we're not trying to hear it. Now, hmm, maybe we should look at legalization of marijuana. Right. And so, I, I always think like the country is becoming more progressive as we go. Yeah. So maybe at a certain point, maybe a leftist can win Georgia or Florida. Hmm. But until that point comes, we go with this interest. Hmm. Okay. All right. If that's what you want to go with, that's fine. Um, so I guess there's a transition that is the most logical transition is then what are the, the three most important issues to both of you guys in terms of a candidate? Uh, for me, I mean, I have like maybe a top five, you know, any of those could be the, my top three. Um, so, you know, uh, universal health care is very important. Uh, we talked about this last week. Uh, we spent maybe 30 percent more per capita on health care than most other industrialized countries in the world. And we don't get anywhere near the or we don't I'm not going to say anywhere near, but we don't get the same type of. Uh, uh, care that they get in those countries. Um, so, I mean, we spend too much of our GDP on health care. So, a universal health care plan could help us lower the cost that we um, that we pay and make them system more efficient and hopefully provide better health care to the people. That's one. Number two, I'm also concerned about wages. Um, American wages, just in general, have not have not gone up, especially for the uh, for the uh, for the median wage earner in this country since like the late 1970s. Um, most of the gains of productivity have gone to the shareholders and the management, right? As we as we all know, even with 401ks and institutional investors, 10 uh, percent of uh, people own like 90% of all uh, stocks. So the, the wealth is not being spread, uh, you know, to, to everybody. So I'd like to see something like, um, you know, um, <clears throat> the minimum wage kicked up to $15 an hour and the individual states where it's expensive to li- live, you know, um, you know, up the, the, the minimum wage. Um, th- and that's going to drive all wages up, right? Um so, I mean, there are a lot of components that we can also add there. You know, strengthening unions, doing a, you know a whole bunch of stuff for to um, to raise wages. Um, the third one um, is uh, criminal justice reform. Um, one is it's a pie and sky idea, but I would like to decriminalize all drugs, right? Not just marijuana, make it legal, but decriminalize all drugs because I believe. I don't know. The studies will probably show that we spent too much money uh, in law enforcement um, enforcing drug laws. And the drug law has been one of the most expensive and destructive wars in the history of this country. It is also what has you know, led to imprisonment of black men and, mm-hmm. um, and brown men, for that matter. Um, and also made relationship, uh, the relationship between police and um, uh, black community and other minority communities. So, you know, it's, it's destroyed that, those relationships because, like, the, 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 the community doesn't trust the police, the police doesn't trust the community, and a lot of it has to do with the way drug laws are enforced 
and the fact that we have drug laws anyway. So, yeah, those three. Yeah. Um, I'll piggyback on a couple of them, but one of the, I'll say definitely for, definitely for me would be jobs, um, education, and, and criminal justice reform as well. And I'll just highlight, you know, really, um, you, you did a great job on two of the three, Rob, but I'll just add in education. And for me with education, I think we really have to look at the education system and reforming that because of the way it's done, how teachers aren't held to a standard to teach children anymore. They're only teaching them to basically pass a test. And they're not really adding the value, in my opinion. And, and, you know, as we see just with the young people today where the basic skills are diminishing and aren't even there for them to be equipped and prepared for college. And when we get to the co- when they get to the college level, a lot of these kids, they end up, you know, with humanity, nothing wrong with the humanities, but they're just taking on majors that aren't really going to add back to the society, such as those STEM, you know, majors and things of that nature. So that's something I would like to see definitely um changed and especially how colleges you know raise you know tuition increases that's another component of the education reform I, w- I would like to see when we look at college tuition in this country it's becoming more and more affordable unaffordable excuse me and these young people again saddled with thousands of dollars of debt when they leave school mm-hmm. and if we don't think of a way to reel that in and you know and to minimize or you know keep the, the college increases you know either eliminate it or just to a minimal Basically, college is almost going to be a luxury versus a necessity. If they're saying in order for these people to, you know, get jobs, these young people to get jobs that they need a college degree, how can you even your workforce can't even afford what you're looking for them to have as a necessary requirement to get a job? So that's something I would like to see changed, and definitely how colleges increase um, their tuition, you know, increase tuition, and as well as at the even the high, the secondary, post post secondary, and even um, elementary level for. Of education, just how the children are taught as well. So that's it for me. All right. Well, I don't have any of those things on my list, but <laughs> my cool. list, my list is uh, number one, first and foremost, reparations. Um, there should be reparations for descendants right. slaves of this in this country. Um, and, and, you know, none of this uh, Cory Booker, um, you know, all, uh, the tide, rising tide lifts all, all ships type nonsense, but actual reparations, um, uh, whether it's a, a, some, some sort of monetary or and or quotas and or education, uh, that kind of thing, then yeah, there should definitely be uh, reparations for descendants of slaves uh, in this country. Uh, secondly, I have uh, police accountability is my second, uh, my second uh, most important issue. I think that it's absolutely ridiculous that uh, police are able to investigate themselves and uh, that there's no oversight um, on the on the police. And I think that uh, something needs to be done on a federal level in order to, it could be done on a state level also, in order to uh, have uh, some sort of, in the, uh, some sort of like permanent independent uh, entity that in- investigates the police uh, when they, when they conduct shootings and when they, when they, when they do just the, the oversight, oversight over the police in general. And uh, number three, um, I think um, money in politics. Money in politics, I think, is uh, without question one of the uh, one of the most important issues uh, of our time because money in politics it literally affects uh, almost every aspect of political life. Um, whether we're talking about the environment, whether we're talking about um, the police, whether we're talking about um, uh, taxes, tax reform. Uh, basically, almost almost anything money in politics has has to do with. So um, I think that 
it, that is incredibly important, and I think that that's something that definitely needs to be addressed. So, those are mine. Um, okay. Cool. Had a variety of things there. All right. Uh, so, uh, moving on. Um, so, in discussing, um, uh, in discussing um, uh, criminal justice reform and reparations, that kind of things, uh, a lot has been made about um, uh, some sort of black agenda. Um, some people have said that, uh, you know, uh, uh, all this stuff like you know, black people don't, don't really know what they want or whatever, this, this kind of thing. They, they don't really articulate this, this kind of thing. Um, where, you know, there's a lot of people who have said, you know, exactly what the black, what the black agenda is. So uh, we should have a little discussion as far as um, what the black agenda means to you. What do you guys think should be on the black agenda uh, this, uh, in this election cycle and the future? Um, <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, like, <laughs> the issues that I care about are issues that affect people, the most people. And that if you fix them, you, you know, have an impact on a great number of people. So Sounds like a centrist. Well, I don't know if it's a centrist. It's, a, it's more pragmatic to be able to pass certain laws. So when you look at health care, black people get the worst health care in the country. They don't have access to it, which leads to, like, higher or lower life expectancy than most other people. And, um, you know, um, black people without health, without access to health care, dying of, you know, conditions that can be prevented or can be managed, uh, diabetes, heart condition, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So universal health care, boom, it, it is going to deliver health care to millions and millions of black people that don't have it right now. Um, <clears throat> addressing the wage gap, um, again, you know, due to, you know, the legacy of slavery, the legacy of Jim Crow, black people are more likely to work uh, minimum wage jobs than other people. So if you raise the minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour, that is going to lift a lot of people from, um, uh, what does it call it, the poverty line or lift them above the poverty line. Um and by the way, as far as wages, I'd also like to address the wage gap, not just the gender wage gap, but there's also a, um, a wage gap, a racial wage gap. Maybe you should tell Bernie Sanders that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> it means that he, doesn't, he never talks about a racial wage gap, but please continue. Okay. Um, maybe he doesn't know. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Uh, where was I? <laughs> uh, education. T, you made a great point that a lot of people are um, coming out of school owing a lot of money. So what I would like to see is universal education, um, even um, higher, you know, higher education or trade schools being paid for by the state, right? And um, helping us negotiate with universities so they don't keep. You know, I don't know why university was wasting their money so that, that the inflation of for higher education is rising so, you know, so fast. Uh, maybe there's something that we can help control. Um, but, yeah, I, w- I don't want people coming out of school owing $30,000, owing $50,000, $100,000. Let's make an investment on our people. And a lot of these kids that are coming out owing a lot of money are black because, you know, 
most people don't most black people don't have the wealth to set up a college uh, fund for their kids. Um, so and they don't have enough money to pay for their kids' education. So a lot of them hand, end up having to either get grants. If the grants are not enough, then they're they're forced to uh, to uh, you know get student loans, and they're saddled with a lot of debt coming out of school. So yeah, those three. Oh, and I also mentioned criminal justice reform. I didn't want to go through it again, but yeah, that's also important as part of the black agenda. You know, I guess, you know, the one thing's for sure, you know, we've always talked about, you know, what would reparations look like? So I'm, I'm going to kind of, you know, um, definitely go on the side of serve of this one. I think the black agenda needs to be reparations. I think we need to start really having that discussion. I know we talked about it a little bit, you know, in a few, a couple of episodes ago, but I think that needs to be done now. What does that look like? I know that's always the debate. Uh, I think it's everything you just said, Rob, and everything we've talked about. I think reparations needs to look like in terms of let's have the discussion. Let's have like finding out what's the, uh, you know, an equitable plan to to, you know, repair the damage that was done due to slavery. I think that's something that the government likes to skate around. And I know, Rob, you always say you're trying to be practical and pragmatic, but I think it could be a practical and pragmatic discussion because as with other races, other ethnicities in this country, they've had the discussion with the Native Americans. They came up with a way, even though, you know, it may not be the most acceptable and the best conditions, but they do have land that is that can be used at their discretion. And in some, you know, some of the tribes, they've come back and said, hey, we're going to create casinos and make multiple you know, and generate multi-billion dollar um, investments from these casinos. And then they're able to, you know, um, make sure that their tribes are doing well. Um, you look at the Jewish community. They received reparations from the United States when the Holocaust of, that, that happened in Europe had nothing to do with the United States. So it's something where that needs to be talked about. It needs to be discussed. It, there is a framework, I think, there because we're talking about everything from criminal justice reform. We're talking about, you know, the wage gap, you know, racial wage gap. We're talking about, you know, education and the, and the inequities there. I think we can have a discussion even framed around that and more. So, you know, you did steal my thun- thunder, okay. sir, so I appreciate so, that. All right, all right. <laughs> but that's what I think. So we talk about reparations. Um, yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> how likely do you think it is to pass reparations right now? If you, yeah, reparations that are specifically geared towards 13% of the population. Unlikely. Okay, so you agree with me also that you should not base uh, your your vote just totally on reparations, or should you? What do you What do you mean by totally, like, totally like, on reparations? Are you going to like if a, if a candidate doesn't have reparations as part of their platform, is that disqualifying? No. No, I won't say it disqualifies them. We're just saying that it needs to be an agenda topic. I mean, it's not on anyone's agenda, right? I mean, look at any candidate we've talked about today, right? It's not on their their topics of plat- their platforms or what they're running on, but what it is. But this the agenda means we start making them accountable and start speaking about it, saying, "Hey, this is what we want to see. We want to start the discussion." I, th- right? I, th- I think I think to me, it depends on it depends on what we're, on what we're talking about. If we're talking about like a national. Candidate, if we're talking about like president, senate, um, congressman, then yeah, to me it has to be it has to be on their on their on their list of priorities. Uh, but if we're talking about like you know governor, um, maybe a state senator, whatever it is, then then possibly not. I mean, uh, a lot of uh, the reparations reparations, um, it's more than likely should be done on, on a federal level rather than on necessarily on a state level. Um, so I think I think I think it really depends. But as far as I'm concerned, for me. Um, well, my 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 top three my top three is is what is what um, the, the the top three issues that uh, that I care about the most. 
Uh, for me, if a candidate doesn't have at, at least two to three on, on their platform, I'm not voting for them. So, I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't really matter to me, you know, what what other what other other stuff that they have. I mean, I'm not I'm not really voting for them. I mean, obviously there there are some exceptions, but um, in generally generally no, I'm not I'm not voting for them. Yeah, I can't say that. Yeah, I, I can't say, say that, that man. Right? I won't say because, that because I mean, how many how many people are gonna have reparations on it? You say two out of three, so uh, reparations. Uh, you say police accountability and what else? Uh, it was uh, money and politics. Okay, money and politics. <laughs> you want not get any of those three on it for, for any candidate. <laughs> green Green Party, I am. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, if you're fine, if you're fine with just having your vote be a protest vote, that's how, fine. How was how was that? A, how was that? A, how was voting Green Green Party protest vote? Because they have no chance of winning. winning. Okay, you I mean, you're a realist. Hillary, you Hillary, realist. Hillary Clinton said, "Vote your vote your conscience." So I mean. I mean that's fine. My conscience. That's fine. I mean if if I don't see. I mean, look. For, I think we need rabble rousers. No, first. No, first. No, no. You you can't really say that. You know, it's that it, you you have you have to vote and all all this stuff and then say, oh, your vote your vote doesn't count. I'm not saying it doesn't count, but it's you know what you're doing is a protest vote. It's not a protest. You're vote. saying they, they they have they have the they have the they 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 take the issues. They care about the issues that I care about. So that's so that's what I'm voting for. It's not like you know the Green Party doesn't they don't they don't give a shit about the issues, and I'm just voting for them just 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 out, out of spite because I hate Democrats because I hate Republicans. Okay, okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. But you don't think you don't really re- think they have a realistic chance of winning? Well, there's a difference between you know uh, having they're getting five percent. Did they even get five percent? No, they didn't time? get five percent. No. no. Okay, no. so yeah, in essence, you know you know your guy's not going to win. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Okay, look, that's fine. You need people at the very edges to push things to the mainstream. I mean, there are, there are plenty there are plenty of de- people who vote Democrat in in like deeply deeply red deeply red states. I mean, would you say that they're they're throwing their vote away too? I mean, in the you know I don't know the in the, some some congressional district in Texas or Georgia. Well, that's they know like eighty eighty percent Republican, but they know that that guy's not going to win. Okay, so they and they're still voting. They're still voting Democrat. I have no problem with it. Okay. I don't have a problem with you voting Green. Okay, like I said, you need people at the edges to vote. To, uh, to push society a certain way. So if that's what you choose to do and you, you choose to take a stand on reparations, that's great. Mm-hmm. right? Hopefully there are the activists who can join you and help try to push it to the mainstream. And But I think, I, I just know it's going to be a long struggle, right? Yeah. Like civil rights started in the 1900s. Civil rights would not pass up until like 1965. Mm-hmm. Gay rights started like in 1950s. They just got the right to, to marry mm-hmm. just like a couple of years ago. So right. I know it's a long slog, but <clears throat> so we need you guys at the edges. <laughs> but us in the, in the mainstream, we want to push for stuff that's actually going to help people right now. Right. Like universal health care, um, you know, education reform, all these other things that we're saying. So uh, we all on the same team, basically. No doubt. But, yeah, you know, right. it's just we have different ways of going about it. And some of us, you know, are more pragmatic. Others are more bullheaded. <laughs> nah, bullheaded. More principled. More principled. I say more principled mm-hmm. with their uh, their 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 stances. But you know, we're fighting on the same team, man. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I'm just you know glad that you guys are not like <laughs> like yo. I went down a YouTube hole, and uh, I don't know if you guys know a chick named Yvette Carnell. Yeah. Oh, who's that? Jesus when, Christ, who's that? man! Hmm? She's that? like she's like at the forefront of the uh, 
of the YouTube community push for reparations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow. But she's okay. a bigot. How's she a bigot? <laughs> like she hates everybody who's not uh, black descendants of slaves. She doesn't like Africans. She doesn't like Caribbean people. She doesn't like any minorities. She wants to shut down immigration, period. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I listen, that I listen that to her. Like, no, I don't think that's true. I was yeah. just listening to her video today. Okay. Oh, I, I, I listen to her all the time. Yeah, she was going in on how immigration needs to end. And she's attacking, you know, Africans, like immigrants. Like, we're not even 1% of this population, of the population of the United States. And she's scapegoating that, that whole small population. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of extreme voices when it comes to reparations. So people like her. That's way too extreme. Yeah, that's yeah extreme. man, she's, she's like, <laughs> preaching control. hate, man. I don't think she, she's I don't like think, one of those nationalists. I don't think she. I don't think she preaches hate. I think that she. Uh, I think she. I think a lot of the stuff that she says is is dead on. And I think it's a lot. A lot of stuff that um, she that she says it doesn't really. It doesn't. They people don't really talk about. People like are like so like in, entrenched in their in their uh, in their way of thinking that they don't really think about things another way from like from a, a different perspective. So. Yeah, I just don't agree with her scapegoating and her nationalist ways. I mean, she sounds like a white nationalist minus being white. Like, shutting down all immigration and blaming immigrants for all the problems that, um, that are in the um, African-American DOS community. I think it's, it's just, I just found it... Ugh. I think you're, you're, I find it gross. You're gonna have to show me like what what videos where she where she said that. I sent it to you. I was just listening to one earlier today, and All I almost right. threw my phone up against the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, send that because I'm like, man, she's just hating on all like if, you know if you're not a descendant of slaves of this country. Then she doesn't even like Caribbeans, people, Caribbean yeah. people who moved here in the United States and have been here for um, generations. Exactly. Yeah, I ain't fucking with that. I can't fuck with that. But yeah, send the video. You know, I don't know enough about it to even have voice an opinion. But you know, I definitely would say fuck that. <laughs> you know, fuck that. You know, hundred percent. So, hmm. yeah. So, no, I fuck with Yvette Carnell. So, um, yeah, I'll send you the video. All right, tell me. Right. Show me. Show me. Show me where 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 she where she says that. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll, right. we'll see. But uh, as far as as far as I'm concerned, this. Um, I think that um, the black agenda is um, a lot of a lot of what you said. Uh, a lot of what I, what I said was for my my top three uh, most important issues are are part of the uh, the uh, black agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but um, Rob, you brought up uh, an interesting point as far as like you know people on the edges versus people um, in the quote unquote mainstream. So, let me ask you this then: if if you keep if you keep uh, voting for people who aren't who aren't don't um, who don't address uh, black issues, then how do you how do you expect black issues to be addressed in the future? Um, that's because I believe there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? So I'm not looking at issues just on the, on on with the um, in a black and white paradigm. I'm just looking at at problems. What are the problems that exist within the black community and within the larger community? To me, I think it's easier to solve the problems that happen in the black community by solving the problems that happen in the larger community. If you have a broad side, a broad policy, you have a better chance of having it passed and a better chance of that policy remaining in place um, and not being vilified and attacked because it's only geared towards uh, 13% of the population. I mean, we've talked about it before. That's why Social Security 
is still here 85 years later. Um, Medicare is still here uh, 60-something years later. Um, and why other social safety net programs, um, like welfare, for example, have been attacked so much and, and have been, you know, they're not as robust as they, they used to be. Because it's easy to vilify something, especially when it's helping a whole bunch of black people. But when you include it for everybody, it's harder for them to destroy it. And at the same time, it accomplishes what it was supposed to accomplish. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I, I really disagree with that. Um, but, you know, I think that, um, I think that people, need to, people need to be pushed. And I think that if, if, you, if, you all, if, you're, if you're not pushing people um, and, you, and you're, you're just constantly choosing the, the uh, better of two evils... Then the then they have no incentive to uh, to actually address address these issues. So if you're so I mean if you're if they're getting your vote anyway, then I mean what's the what's the what's the point? They, they can they can just keep keep doing what they're doing, and nothing's nothing's ever going to change. All you're going to get is like um, changes on the edges, maybe on the margins, possibly stuff that'll that'll help everybody. But if you're if you're helping everybody, you're 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 not helping you're not help, really helping black people. You're 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 helping you're helping everybody and and we all and we know that when it comes to a lot of these a lot of these things when you help everybody black people usually get, end up winding up with the short end of the stick when it comes to when it comes to a lot of these issues I mean let's, let's I mean let's take let's take for example let's have a little discussion on uh, like um, uh, free college okay right. if if um, for example if uh, they made uh, public college free mm-hmm. public university free okay. That means that uh, you'll have um, uh, public institutions uh, f- will be will be free for everybody, mm-hmm. not just black people. So you'll have like um, a rush of uh, a lot of people, not just black. People, everybody will be trying to get into these these public universities. Demand demand will will be will be much higher. Admissions admissions standards will be higher, and so that'll that'll push a lot of, lot more black people to private universities because they'll be much 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 more competitive. Especially, especially given the fact that you know, I mean, I don't think the, the capacity as far as like the public universities, it probably wouldn't be wouldn't be enough to deal with like um, with the the huge influx that you would get as far as people that would go in if you made if you made it free. I so mean, that, that that's the kind of residual thing that that that's, that that I'm talking about. So we shouldn't do anything because <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying you shouldn't do anything. I'm saying I'm saying that that with with these with these policies, a lot of these policies. There's there a lot of a lot of things that that people don't really take into account that 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 could that could that could be detrimental to black people. Or if you if if these things actually pass, they sound they sound good and everything. And and it's it's one of the some of these policies that 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 are that are good for the country overall. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's good for black people. I mean, you can also give uh, the same. Money that you would spend at a, at, a, at, a, at a public university to a person going to a private university. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so you're talking about like, like a vouchers type system? Yeah. Okay. There's still affirmative action programs in schools, in, in these uh, public universities. Um, yeah, and, you know, we'll, we'll need to compete, <laughs> you know? But at the same time, I, I just think the benefits are so much greater when people don't come out, you know, when people can go to school for free, or at least tuition free, you know, then then people that would be hurt, you know, 
And if you can't get into, like, let's say, University of Georgia, you can go to Georgia State. Mm-hmm. If you can go to Georgia State, you can go to some, another school. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So all you're doing is you're giving people the equality, you know, equality of opportunity. But you can't, you can't guarantee the, the results. That's a that's a good idea as far as the um the, the voucher the voucher system and I think that would be that would be good but I haven't heard anybody actually say say that but I think that's I think I think um a voucher system would be would be good um uh, in addition to like um free public public universities I think um so I think I think that's that's there's a good idea there so um yeah yeah I mean I just don't buy the 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 fact that we just need to gear it just directly towards Black people, thirteen percent of the population, um, because I mean, I just, I just, I've, have, I've seen it, and I know how these people get down. Whenever there's something that's set aside for Black people, they're not caring to, um, they're not even caring to familiarize themselves with the legacy of slavery, or even acknowledge that the slavery and and Jim Crow had an effect on the Black community that should be addressed. So, make it broad. <laughs> okay. All right. But that's not. And I know we're trying to move on, but that's not an issue. That that, that doesn't concern you. That they don't even want to acknowledge it. That it never happened. Whereas we acknowledge other Holocaust. No, I'm not tragedies. talking about. I'm not talking about the politicians. I'm talking about the actual people. Yeah. And, and because that, the people that, vote for the for the politicians. So, you know, like uh, Gillen, they try to smear him by saying that he said something about reparations. He had to come out and say these. You know. And even his um, opponent had to come in and say, that's a smear. They fired that guy or whatever. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like, this is America 2018. Maybe we can be, maybe the country becomes more progressive as time moves on, but we're not there yet. There's still a lot of racial resentment, especially at this time. You know? Okay. Well, um, I still think you need to, to push these politicians and, you know, I don't really see anybody being pushed unless they unless they they have to, and right now it doesn't seem like they really have to. They don't have to. They don't have to address black people's issues. So uh, let's move on to another another topic. So uh, speaking of black people's shit, uh, this is a segment uh, that we call "Am I Black Enough?" That's right. Am I black enough? So, um, the uh, the topic of today's is uh, um, the white person that you would invite into to the cookout. So, uh, we're talking about um, a uh, historical or current figure. Um, who would you invite to the cookout? Um, T. Black. Who's the person that you would uh, invite to the cookout, historical or current? I'm, I'll keep it current. I'm, I'm inviting my man Gary Owen. He can come to the Black People Cookout. Come hang out with me, man. I, I love his comedy. I think he's really a cool dude. I've seen him interview many times. I've watched his um, comedy specials. Um, his most recent one I saw, anyway, was on um, Showtime. He's a funny guy, and he's been on BET several times. And, you know, among a lot of people in the black community, you know, he definitely is a funny cat and, you know, has a defri- definite, um, you know, liberal perspective. And he's married to a black woman. So that definitely qualifies him. But, yeah, I, I like Gary Owen. And, you know, as far as a current figure, I'll invite Gary, man. Gary can roll with me to the cookout. Okay. All right. Gary, if you're listening, uh, hit up T-Black. Uh, what about you, Black Rob? What's your who's your who you who's your guest? Uh, the greatest white man of all time. 
John motherfucking Brown. <laughs> okay. Give him a hand of applause. Uh, John Brown, in case you don't know, was an abolitionist who was single-handedly trying to start the Civil War before uh, Lincoln did, before even Lincoln was in office. Uh, during the Missouri Compromise, um, a lot of people were rushing into Missouri. Uh, so you had abolitionists moving into Missouri. You had uh, pro-slavery people moving in there to see who has control and pass the law, whether Missouri is going to be a slave state or not. And, um, you know, John Brown took it to, took it to the streets. <laughs> uh, they actually had uh, battles. And he was killed trying to break into a federal armory to steal weapons to go and take it to uh, slaves so they could start a revolution. Mm -hmm. He died, and his whole family died fighting for the cause. Mm -hmm. My opinion, the greatest white man that has ever lived. <laughs> on, well, on record, anyway. Because <laughs> they might have been other people who've done, you know, probably more or even, you know, just as much. But on record, yeah, shout out John Brown. Nah, I tend to agree with uh, with Black Rob on this one. Uh, yeah, you actually stole my thunder. That's who I was, was going to vote. So he's going to he's going to be both of our guests at the uh, the cookout. So, uh, so yeah, John Brown and uh, Gary Owen apparently. So <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, we got we got you know some guy has some flavor, man. Somebody to make us laugh. Shit, y'all too serious. <laughs> y'all too serious. For me. Well, okay, invite John Brown. I can invite uh, Norman Lear. Okay. The guy who created oh, okay. there we go. the guy okay. who created the Jeffersons, the yep. uh, Good Times, no doubt. all in the family, yeah. all in the family. All in the family. Mm -hmm. and then his producing partner uh, produced the um, Sanford and Son. Mm -hmm. So all, all the right. greatest yep. shows, greatest black shows in the in the, in the late seventies, early eighties. He's got a spot. What about Mr. Drummond? Should Mr. Drummond go to the uh, the cookout? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, man, of course. Okay, he's invited. He's always invited. Right. <laughs> Okay, there we go. Now, now, now that's a cookout. Now we, <laughs> we got John Brad, we got Mr. Drummond, Norman Lear, and Gary O. <laughs> yeah, now that's a cool cookout. I think, yo, that's a, that's actually a tight cookout to me. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> just, right? just but like, none of them can bring potato none salad. None of them can make the potato <laughs> salad, even. None of them can make it. Right, right. We got to no, no raisins. <laughs> no raisins is the potato salad. And don't even yeah. think about bringing that casserole around us. Right, right. <laughs> what about the fried chicken? No. Uh, they, you know what? They, they, they just they just be they are bringing the liquor. I, I, uh, yeah. I, I, maybe the plates, the maybe the yeah, paper the plates, plates and, and some red solo cups. Uh, have, them bring, have them bring the liquor. Come on, <laughs> they got money. Especially Mr. Drummond. Both. Mr. Drummond can bring the liquor. Yeah, yeah. Bring some scotch. You gonna bring some good scotch? Uh, yeah. Or something. yeah, that's true. He will bring the good scotch. Word. That's true. That's true. So, so yeah, those are uh, those are our guests. So if you're listening or uh, up there or down there uh, listening, <laughs> you know, uh, come out to the cookout. So. Right. Uh, that uh, concludes our uh, our uh, episode of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to contact us, uh, please contact us at uh, official three kings podcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at official three kings podcast and on Twitter at three kings podcast. And with that, we're out, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Classic hip hop shit. Dr. D.R.E. Rose and Jay. Let's get them. We started out mopping floors. And now we front row with the awards. Number one for the last 20 years. If you real, motherfucker, scream cheers. 
motherfucker scream cheers. Yeah. And it is what it is.